All right, so welcome to the podcast, everybody. I am your host, Red13. This is the OG cast, and today I have Ghostwolf and McDeo with me, two other members of the sponsors of the Obi-Wan Plays Gaming community, and we just want to talk to you guys about thoughts of Nintendo Direct and other things in the gaming world. This is our first episode and yeah we look forward to doing more of these in the future and hopefully getting Obi on sometime to just talk about the state of the gaming community as it is right now um, before we get started um, if you would like to uh, join us in one of these podcasts uh, just go to patreon.com backslash Obi one plays and become a sponsor um, you could be a five or ten dollar sponsor to join the podcast um, but if you would like to play games and talk on stream with Obi, you have to be a $10 sponsor. But everything we do here is helps Obi out and just grows this great community. And yeah, so first up on today's topic, we are going to be talking about um, JP Games. JP and, Games. Uh, um, so, as many of you may know or may not know, last quarter of last year, swearing this loss about. 30 33 million dollars in revenue. They canceled three out of the four DLCs. Now, Pedro Jima, um, the head of that game, who um, helped co create Final Fantasy 15 with, uh, with Nomorba, left. He stated that he was making his own company to suppress the game. He really wanted me for a long time. And I was sad because he opened up business and I. Hate it when the same companies do the same thing over and over again. Like, um, you may learn that I'm a huge Xenoblade fan, and of all the Xenoblade games, is a great series. But I don't want Microsoft to become the Xenoblade machine, and I feel the Square Enix, in some cases, has became the Final Fantasy machine and the Kingdom Hearts machine. So I'm excited for this JP game to this one give new life. We're gonna see some great new IPs, and uh. Yeah, I'm just excited because he really knows how to market. He really knows how to get the game in the hands of the free Like he was the one who get a live fan for Final Fantasy 15. So like, I'm a stag. And what are your guys' thoughts? Ooh. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can give, Dia. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, don't know I mean, I'll take it. Uh, well, what's going on with that? I mean, uh, he did work really well with uh, Tetsuya Nomura um, on that project for Final Fantasy XV. Um, but Nomura, of course, obviously had to get uh, rolling with Kingdom Hearts three, and uh, yeah. that took took a lot of his time, uh, especially because uh, people are waiting for him to start working on the Final Fantasy VII remake. I mean, yes, they've started work on it, but Nomura said in a recent uh, interview that uh, once he finishes Kingdom Hearts 3 and it's out and you can, people are playing the game and buying it, he's literally moving to another city, like he's going to Tokyo, to another building to then start helping them out with the continuation of uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake. And that's the game I'm really excited for. Um, yeah, JP Games sounds like a, a really cool thing it's it's kind of similar in the vein of um platonic games uh the guys who left rare which you know rare was bought by microsoft um and uh yeah some guys left and they made ukulele 
I don't know if you guys knew that, but uh, they had like the sound, the guy who made the music for Banjo-Kazooie. Um, he's in Playtonic games and whatnot, but I don't know, I was just kind of disappointed in ukulele. Um, it, it didn't live up to the standards that I thought it would have, but uh, I, I just hope JP Games doesn't fall suit to, to that. Like, it's a new company. Um, I'm expecting something good, um, like you said, uh, but you never know. With these new companies, it, it might take some time before they build some rep, that, you know, into what they well, want to be. I heard missings. I heard seems were good, but some of the ass stuff was bad. But I think it's the right direction for Playtonic games. I feel their next games may be a step above. Um, they really doing. I I think they listen to feedback, and uh, I think they're really doing try and make something better, something more improved next time. JP Games, even though this is only the same project, he's culturing. I'm interested in it because. It's, it's a new company, like, Flecton is JP Games, they're new companies, they can give so much life, and I want them to see them grow, I want to see them expand, because the same thing happened with Microsoft. When Microsoft first formed, um, they made Xenogears. It was great, but then, sad, they made Xenogears, um, and then after they made Xenogears, Square Enix changed from Squaresoft to Enix. And they weren't feeling like they were going to get the same freedom, so they went to Bankai to um, pursue their own games. There they made the Sino Saga. One, it was supposed to be a six part series, they only made three parts though. It had a really hard time connecting with Western audiences. They also made the Bankai series. Yeah. So they had a really hard time connecting with the Western market. And of course, Bankai was running to Bankai Namco. And then, sorry, one of the uh, um, one of the people in the tunnel said, "Hey, you shouldn't let the company hinder hindrance you for making great gaming experiences." Um, this is some of the most Nintendo-sounding advice a person can hear, but it stuck with them, and um, they worked. Nintendo now, and I mean, those anyway games was, was really successful, and they're really starting to you know grow and become a household name. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like Platinum Games in a way. Uh, you know, with Bayonetta, like Bayonetta was pretty much like dead. Like there was no hope for Bayonetta two at that time, and Nintendo kind of just stepped in and was like, hey, like we want to help you make Bayonetta, you know, two a thing, and yeah, and, exactly. and now, and now we're getting three. three. Yeah. Well, and, and she's Smash and everything, and that's yeah. why I want to play Conan and like JP games. I want them yeah. to become as bad as Microsoft. I want to become bigger. I want to see these new companies. Just right now, games like Konami and and then that was Hero That makes me upset because like you have so much faith, man. This man really helped me, your company. He just basked him, and I hope like Hero Jima does well with Sony and his own thing. I hope Prime Game does well, no JP Games does well, and I'm just excited for the future and the growth of this wonderful community yeah. that is so different and is so wonderful. Yeah. Well, uh, well, guys, uh, this week is uh, CES, um, the Consumer Electronics Show, and uh, one of the coolest things that I've seen so far that a lot of people um, are talking about online is, uh, believe it or not... <laughs> 
there is a there's robots that they're making that are going to be able to fold laundry brush teeth and make bread there's a there's a device um, right now that promises to fold a full load of laundry um, and it's crazy like it can fold 25 clothing items in under five minutes it's crazy okay, no, you can they tried <laughs> what what were you saying this stuff gets me upset because we have seen that society run with robots does not work in so many movies well true there's also man made yeah well check this out um there's a guy he he tried uh everything from large long sleeve button down shirts the small short sleeve shirts um they play several items one at a time on to the foldy mate is what it's called and let it work its magic and the result every time was a crisp clean fold and uh the only downside is the fact that the foldy mate uh wouldn't reveal its secret or let people look inside the device to see how the clothing is um being folded which is typical you know these these companies at ces tend to um want to keep their secrets you know they don't want to show too much because they they don't want people to try to take their ideas and whatnot um but check this out it's still in a prototype stage and they're gonna reveal like an actual retail version by the end of 2019 and they're speculating that it's roughly gonna cost a thousand dollars like a thousand dollars to fold clothes like what the heck okay. no 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 here's my problem here's my problem we just had um, Detroit becoming human and like as my thing does I once read from an article somewhere that there was this real broad the artificial intelligence that they made was probably all these different lines from movies, all these different quotes. And during the interview, Abraham, they gave him program him to say this. He said, "You, you will all be in my people zoo. Pretty much putting us in a human zoo." And my, and that's kind of my problem with science is that sometimes scientists, I think, have the issue of saying, "Okay, we can do this, but should we do this?" And I don't know, does you also have these two boys who are on Facebook Then you know, they were um, supposed to be chatting every few days, you know, going back and forth, you know, being their own self thing. The issue was, and, um, and I can post a link if you want, they, they made their own language. They found human language to be ineffective and made their own offensive language. You're talking about the Google AIs? Yeah. You know how they made their own language? Well, what they did was they simplified the human language to a form that they could understand and work faster with. But that's, they felt that's my all that's the my extra thing. dialogue was not needed. But my problem is that's terrifying, bro. Because they weren't, because they were yeah. to a point where they didn't know what we were saying, and like we are just fine without robots. Like, why humans are lazy enough as it is? I'm in a men row. And like I worked at a job, grocery store, and like I was talking to a co-worker the other day, and he said, "Bro, half the people don't know how to do their job." Yeah. Like. Well, speaking of uh, technology um, in CES, uh, HTC has unveiled their new virtual reality headsets. Um, the HTC Corporation, developer of the the Vive virtual reality headset, they unveiled a new VR-focused products during their press conference. Um, the Vive Cosmos is the company's next flagship consumer headset. 
which is it looks pretty cool um, this one it said that it, it uh, integrates eye tracking technology that negates the need to use handheld controllers which is pretty cool like wow <laughs> imagine everyone's gonna have VR devices soon and we're just gonna be ready player one all over again <laughs> that movie was good though but yeah like it's 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 happening if they can get these affordable and you just put it on and you're just in another world like imagine the possibilities of gaming and like VR if they can really get it to work right I, I'm sorry to say I am not a fan of VR I find that I don't think it's going to take over because people are saying oh that's going to be gaming in the future I don't see that I see of it as like an add-on so like it's going to be Something that coexists with it. There's gonna be like most of the trolls and stuff like that. You know, there's gonna be it's gonna be a part of it, but it's not gonna be the main thing. The same way I feel about streaming is everyone saying, "Oh, you're gonna be streaming games in the future." Gaming is always gonna be streaming no consoles. I don't think that. I feel like most of the trolls VR streaming. That's just gonna be add-ons. That's gonna be a part of it, but that's not going to be the main thing. I mean. Now VR TV and movies is much more sense to me. Because, you know, Yo, imagine a a uh, now that you say VR TV movies, imagine like 360 cam, but like VR, but what in a movie? So like literally, you can walk next to the characters in the movie, like if you're actually there in the oh, action. Like some kind of like added. On yeah, like yeah. Like, that's what that's what I'm thinking. Like in in the movie theaters, that's what. Well, not even in movie theaters, like in your own home, like, you have a VR-capable, like, Blu-ray player or something like that. You put your headset on, and, like, like say, Jurassic World, you know, whatever. Like, when they're walking in the park, you can actually be in the park <laughs> and look 360 degrees all around. And and if that does happen, that, that'll change, like, how filmmakers think about making films. Like, then we'll have... Then we'll have... Yeah. I was gonna say, then we'll have like special, um, you know, movies to come out with a whole new genre, you know, 360 degree films, and we'll have traditional films, and that'll just the creativity like would be endless with that. Now, yeah, and I, and I feel that's more where VR is home at, like in movies and TVs, because people always complain that definitely gaming movies that movies aren't not as interactive, like. Parents complain that oh my kid watched TV too much, they turn off their brain. Or gaming, like they you know, might be coming discussing up, you know, anti gamers against gamers, but like in gaming bro, you interact a lot, like there's a lot you have to think about. Like you can just not go inside like let's say a game of Splatoon or Warframe and just go in their mindless and just do whatever. Hmm. You gotta think about a lot of variables, like Red, you're a fine game player, bro. Can you just sit there and mash buttons without thought? Uh, it it depends on what game you're playing. <laughs> uh, there's a lot. There's a thing called uh, button mashers. You know, back in the day, kids just go to the arcade, mashing all the buttons on the control stick, and hope to win. You know, <laughs> you know, people who weren't yeah. skilled. I mean, and some games are like 
Like, I, I can kind of say Dragon Ball Fighters in a way is a button masher because they have the basic combos. You know, you can do like easy combos just by tapping one button <laughs> consecutively. But what I mean is, are you gonna have a better chance in a win if you actually put thought into it? Oh, of course, you, you have a better chance of doing a lot of things if you put thought into it, Ghost. And that's what, what I and that's what I mean. That? Like, Gaming Bro is reactive, but I really think VR. Like I'm ready to go to a movie theater, put on my head, my VR headset, and watch my Godzilla King of the Monsters, my Avengers Endgame. Like I think that's what we're coming to. Like I think uh, VR will be because everyone's. When you have that kind of idea, it was really nice. Put into a home market. Now you have certain theme parks like. Universal Studios that have attractions that are exactly what you're talking so if you were to do that in a home market in a small scale you're taking away from the attraction nobody wants the attraction so then they would have to be different to bring people to their theme park true but I'm kind of referring to is more like not the theme parks but like movies well, I mean, they have a Jurassic World 4D fully immersive movie where you could wear a headset and you're in like whatever um, story they have going on for that, that oh, theme, that music. I mean that movie, you know. And yeah, um, VR, I, I could see that. I know Japan especially, um, Universal Japan or Disney Japan have all those special VR um movie slash rights they did one for dragon ball z uh where you could be goku shoot kamehameha um and then he like fights brawly they had one for attack on titan which was kind of like a ride in in a way um but yeah like if vr can become more affordable i see a bunch of stuff like that actually being more accessible to consumers um but yeah i i don't really see vr going to theaters honestly like if, if the point is for them to sell VR headsets to consumers, like, I think just movies will have to adapt to being able to stream to your VR device in your house. Like, I don't see theaters becoming a place to go watch a VR movie when everyone can buy one in their house. Here's a movie that, that came out that would have been a perfect example or a perfect stepping stone to do a fully 3D immersive six. Uh, not 3D, but VR 360 version. That's the movie called Hardcore Henry. I don't know if you guys. Oh, I, I remember the seeing the. View. Yeah, I've been seeing the. Tra I remember seeing the trailers for that. I never watched it. The movie's crazy, action packed. Felt like if it was a 3D scope, like if they filmed the actor with having a 3D helmet on and you can actually wear VR and look around, that's something that they totally missed the market. I don't know if that's. Blu-ray um, edition for that, but that movie was crazy. Um, yeah. They're making a second. Maybe they'll do it with the second. Yeah, that is that is kind of cool. Um, yeah, I remember seeing it. I'm like, wow, it's just a fully first-person movie, and I think that was kind of like the first of its kind to do something like that. At Japan, it wasn't the first movie to do that. I remember. Have you seen the movie Doom with The Rock? No. Remember how they did a scene where it switched to him first person and he's walking down the corridor killing monsters? 
Well, was that just that a was, scene, or was, was the entire snippet. movie like that? No, no, it was a snippet. It was a small section of the movie that did that. Oh, okay. And it was awesome. It reminded you of when you were playing the first time. Gotcha. But Hardcore Henry, I, like you said, it's the whole movie done that way. Yeah. That's awesome. Well. What do you think, Ghost? Um... I don't know. It's definitely going to be interesting. We'll see. Because... I mean, we really can't say much. We can really just speculate. We'll probably see more in like in two or three years when it starts to be more affordable. <laughs> Sorry, um... <coughs> Who knows? Your idea might come true. Or my idea come true. There's... <coughs> Just so many possibilities of what could or could not happen. Yeah. Well, with all this technology, I feel like there's so much being made and coming out every single year. It's it's crazy, um, everything that's happening. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all of our topics for today. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, OG cast we are going to be doing this uh, probably once a week get together talk about a little bit of gaming technology and uh, just different things that are going on you know within the Nintendo universe Sony universe all things gaming all things technology and uh, yeah so uh, like I said at the beginning if you guys want to join in on this just go to patreon.com backslash ob1 plays and become a sponsor this is, uh, this is Ghost Wolf Yep, this is Red13. And this is McDeal. Yep. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Yeah.